wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. And I have a, uh, a really good friend of mine. His name is Seth Gower. You're known as a turkey hunter, but one thing that I know that you've done is you've killed some really big whitetails. If it's game, I like to chase it. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can always learn from someone who has more experience than you. Want to kill a deer with fuzzy horns real bad? Don't want to hunt them in the conditions you got to hunt them in. It is too hot and I'm too hairy for that. I've just been a weekend warrior since then. Weekend warrior sometimes is all that you need. When you got married, I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to ever hunt again. Olivia surprised me and became a big diehard hunter with you. That's why I keep her around. She goes in, shoots a buck, buck the very first evening. Said, what one did you shoot? I don't know. I think it was that big ape. Said, what big ape? Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, we are back with another episode of Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. I'm your host, Stephen Robbins, and we have a returning guest. His name is Seth Gower. We had a real good time with him last week, and we shared a few funny stories about how we met and how we've uh, how we've grown our friendship and. We left off with a turkey reaping story, and Seth uh, killed a turkey with a pistol, 410 pistol. Seth, give us a real quick recap on that. I went out on a hunt early that morning with my dad. Uh, Got him a bird killed right off the limb. Uh, Long story short, went and regrouped, found some more birds out in the field, uh, made a move on them, had the pistol crawled in, Big Bird comes running in, and uh, he got famous at about 30 inches. 30 inches. That's awesome. So, turkey reaping, some pros and cons. Let's talk about that, because although it is fun, it sometimes could be dangerous. Tell us why. I mean, you're literally laying behind a really realistic-looking longbeard decoy, and that's what everyone's going out to shoot, so... uh, Definitely don't recommend on public ground. Honestly, don't recommend on private ground unless it's places, certain farms that you really, really know that nobody else is going to be in. Because, I mean, it only takes that one time. Yeah. And something you could do, though, I've seen where guys would take a orange duct tape yep. and stick a piece of it across the center of the fan. Doesn't seem to mess with the birds. I find some orange duct tape. I'll probably do the same. Yeah. So um, if the listener is first time hearing about turkey reaping, um, let's explain to them one more time what that is and uh, what um, what all that entails. Uh, it's just a really thin uh, strutter decoy. You really It just has the face on it, the gobbler's head and chest and all that, and you have the tail fan. And they typically have a handle on the back side of them that you can grab a hold of to hold it out in front of you and uh, crawl behind it and hope for the best and hope they don't beat you when they come in. Yep. Okay. Good deal. So now that we got that figured out, um, I want to know how old were you when you first started turkey hunting? Uh, I was going with dad when I was young, young, mainly because there wasn't any babysitters around. <laughs> dad wanted to go hunting. So I, I figured it out. Sit still and be quiet real fast. 
but uh, actually taking a gun with me, I think he gave me a gun. I was probably five when I really first started. Okay. Yeah. Good deal. And you've been hooked ever since. They call it 25 years of turkey hunting, right? Yeah. So I didn't start turkey hunting until I was like 22. Oh, man, I done give half of the birds in the county avian flu by the time I, you was 20. Right? My goodness. So... So that, that just goes to show that even though I'm older than you, and I'm not going to tell people how much older I am, but, uh, you know, it doesn't matter how old you are, you can always learn from someone who has more experience than you, right? And maybe that's a really good life lesson for someone that's listening. Um, man, there's so much that we have access to in this world, and it utilize it right take every advantage that you get with any type of knowledge that you know to be true and uh so i'm gonna <laughs> not get too deep into that but so tell me how's your turkey season gone so far this year it's not been bad it's been pretty good uh i killed a bird early the first week when i was on afternoon shift and um, i rotate shifts back and forth from evening to day i've been on day shift for the last two weeks but uh, next week, I go back to afternoon for the last two weeks of West Virginia season. I've just been a weekend warrior since then. A weekend warrior. And that's all right, because for most people, that's all we get, right? And uh, being able to utilize the information and be able to scout and uh, take advantage of what you have. Weekend warrior sometimes is all that you need. Scouting is definitely the biggest thing in turkey hunting. Knowing where your birds are, knowing what they're doing, because if you already have an idea what they're wanting to do, it makes it ten times easier for you to adapt to what they're already starting to do. Okay. So, given your knowledge of turkey hunting and the amount of turkeys that you've killed personally, how many people could you put a number on it on how many people you've helped either kill a turkey or you've taken turkey hunting? uh per season or total total oh 100 nah not that many uh hell i'm not that old (laughs) i don't know uh 20 20 dude that's awesome a lot of those guys are people or repeat customers that i just take out every year nephews olivia my dad you know friends that's awesome that is awesome so you're known as a turkey hunter but one thing that i know that you've done is you've killed some really big whitetails and uh when you got married i wasn't sure if you were gonna be able to ever hunt again right and you you i don't want to say you surprised me but olivia surprised me and became a big diehard hunter with you that's why i keep her around there you go um so you and her uh used to run around with a video camera with you as well right and uh y'all were down in kentucky tell me a little bit about your kentucky deer hunt uh started out uh, for the opener it was actually september 1st that year want to kill a deer with fuzzy horns real bad don't want to hunt them in the conditions you got to hunt them in. It is too hot and I'm too hairy for that. <laughs> do not like the heat. Do not like the humidity. I don't know if I'll ever kill a fuzzy horned one just because I don't want to deal with that ever again. Long right. story short, we dealt with all that weather and still didn't kill them then. Okay. And when when you refer to a fuzzy horned deer, you're talking about in velvet, correct? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Just wanted to clarify that. 
But uh, we ended up going back in November, right at the very first of November. Uh, I actually burnt my last two days of vacation for that year to go down that weekend because the deer were doing what we needed them to do. And she goes in, shoots a buck the very first evening. We drive eight hours out there, shoots a buck the very first evening. Said, what one did you shoot? I don't know. I think it was that big eight point. I said, what big eight point? She said, that real clean eight. I said, all right. We weren't really sure of the hit, so we decided leave him overnight because if he's dead now, he'll be just as dead tomorrow. But if he's not dead, I don't want to bump him. Uh, I said, we'll just go in and hunt that same stand in the morning, hunt till 9 or 10 o'clock, and then uh, we'll go down and look for your deer. Well, we get back in the same tree. We're not sitting there for a half hour, and I'm in the stand above her, and she reaches up and pokes me. I said, what in the world is she doing? I'm looking around. All right my phone vibrates and I pull my phone out of my pocket and she goes, there's a giant tin right behind us. Oh, okay. So it goes from what the hell is she doing to, okay, it's go time. Yeah. So I get turned around and this deer walks right up past this scent, checking that ridge top, checking for does, walks right underneath of us. I shoot a deer at nine yards. So over 300 inches of bone out of the same tree in 12 hours. So she shoots a monster. You shoot yeah. your monster. And uh, how far did her deer run? We walked past him in the dark almost. Deer went 75 yards and bit the dust. Yeah. She smoked him hard, shot him the night before. Man, that thing is huge. Well, she thought it was the eight. And then we walk over the hill and I tell her, you just shot the flyer buck. That's which was right. My target deer for early season. She shoots that deer two miles away from where that deer was living at that deer had never been on that side of the farm ever that i know of was there ever a picture of him over there she's in the tree for an hour and shoots him (laughs) that deer actually without all his trashes is just an eight point frame he was just shy 155 that's a monster that is a monster you two uh y'all have had some really good uh hunts in other states too y'all went up to nebraska right and did a mule deer hunt Yep, killed mule deer out there. Went back again on a pronghorn hunt. I uh, that was a tough hunt. That was a really tough hunt. Duh. I had an deer and blew that one. That was one hundred percent my fault. On the pronghorn yeah. antelope, right? Yeah. Okay. But, so, uh, yeah. So you're. It's safe to say that you're a, an all around hunter, right? You're not just a turkey hunter, but you're an all around, and uh, you love to hunt regardless of uh, what season's in. If it's game, I like to chase it. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So I've got one final turkey hunting question for you, and then I'm going to let you go. Okay. Oh, where did it go? (laughs) And I can't read. I know, right? I'm old. That's fair. All right, Seth. I really appreciate your time here tonight. And uh, actually, the last two uh, uh, episodes that we've done, you've uh, you've been a wealth of knowledge for us and also for our listeners. And I got to ask you, if you could hunt anywhere in the world, where would you go and what would you hunt? (sighs) I'm probably going to have to say one of these days I'm going to bite the bullet and uh, probably go hunt a giant mule deer somewhere in Canada, whether it's Saskatchewan or somewhere okay I've always i've always had a thing for a, a stud muley so by definition what is your standard for a giant mule deer i want to kill a 180 plus 180 inches plus 
You are you a typical or a non-typical guy? If he's got that much bone on his head, I don't care. You don't care. <laughs> All right, I like it. All right, so Canada. What uh, what what's the reason for Canada? You know, I'm just tired of looking at Facebook and seeing so many slobs come out of that place. Okay. Like, All right. Well, I, I, if I know you, I know you're gonna make it happen. And if I know you, you're gonna have uh, Olivia with you, and she's probably gonna kill at least a 190. Oh, it'll be at least about 12 inches bigger than the one I shoot. Yeah. You're right. There you go. Good deal. Well, Seth, I really do appreciate you being on here the last two episodes, and I know our listeners do too. And uh, I just want to tell you thank you, and I appreciate you. And uh, for all of our listeners out there, I just want to say thanks for your support, and thank you for your love, and keep hunting and doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.